baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I was watching the same play, 10-yard game. Run to the right side, darts through a hole, still on his feet at the 10, down to the 5, and tackled from behind at the 1-yard line. James Cook is fired up. 10-yard game. Every time. 10-yard game, I say, all right, go ahead then, Cook. Going to roll out to his right, flings it to the end zone for James Cook for an 18-yard touchdown reception. The Cook is in the kitchen. Felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. But again, like, I'll do this 10 times out of 10 times. Give us to Cook, goes behind Dawkins through a hole, down to the 10, the 5, and he leaps into the end zone. James Cook with his second touchdown of the game. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. That's a good line from Allen, you know? It is. It's yes, a good line. Like. It's a good comparison. That was probably, uh, well, I, I don't want to start the week, you know, rudely by being rude toward you. You don't deserve it. I was going to say, like, just, you know, randomly, like, that, that sounds like that could have been you in school. But I don't know. I don't really, uh, I don't believe that. No, I, I held up my end. I'm a, wor- I'm a worker bee. I would, I would not, I would, w- certainly then and, you know, to an extent now, would be too worried about what people would think of me if I didn't do the work. So I, mm-hmm. I always tried to do the work. Good parenting, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Not that they deserve all the credit. You deserve some of the credit. Um, so post game, you you managed. Oh yeah, we got through. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Quite a quite a show. Quite a different looking game than what I was expecting. <laughs> I mean, who had the Bills running for two hundred and seventy yards? Well, uh, we'll shutting that team down. I mean, they just shut that team down. Yeah, I mean, is that that surprising from Dallas, this this kind of performance, right? I mean, I, this this was my dilemma all week because my instinct on the Cowboys would be like, you know what, we're cold, and we won last week, and, you know, we're, we're, we're fine. We can afford this one just very, you know, I, yeah. I know that's not how anybody would talk, but like that, that to me is sort of, it did not surprise me at all that at, what, mid-third quarter, the Cowboys were like, we, we're good, you know, we're good, we're all set. <laughs> Yeah. We have another game next week to worry about. That's all right. Let's go warm up. Yeah. It did surprise me. I, 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 th- I thought I didn't know that they, you know, I, I didn't necessarily like them to win the game, but I, I thought they would put up a fight. I just, I could not believe that offensively, they were so inept. I mean, they just could not put anything together. And um, you know, full credit to the Bill. I mean, Bill's defense did a tremendous job. Um, you know, they got home enough. They harried him some, but I, to my eyes, they just couldn't find guys to throw the ball to. They the Bills threw shots at him a couple of times early and got flagged. It's the Taylor Rapp play where Zach Martin then retaliated and. Rap, who went to the Josh Allen school of flopping, falls back, and so that ended up being you know neutralized there by that that flag. Yep. And then Dodson later, I don't know, I wouldn't want to assume that this was like a strategy for the Bills, like to you know almost play dirty with him yesterday. But 
couple big hits early. It's football. You know, you're trying to you're trying to um, throw your throw your opponent off. Maybe make them want to leave in the third quarter. Whatever. Yeah, uh, I, but I there were a couple they, of those. Uh, they kind of did uh, make them want. I mean, that, that was as. Um, you know, I'm reluctant to call it easy because it's, you know, could, you know, probably very insulting to the people who work at these things. But, I mean, from a sitting in your living room watching the game standpoint, it's easy a win as we've had, in, especially considering the opponent. You know, I mean, that was a really impressive, really impressive job all around. For the Bills, great. For the fans, you know, wanting a better game, like that's a showcase game, and Dallas just did not. Uh, deliver well. We'll analyze the 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 kind of game this was. I mean, I'm sure all day and maybe into the week. You're right. Of course, the Bills have rarely had a game in you know in recent since Allen showed up that was so run heavy. And I think you know a lot of times teams want you know it's like a perfect day when you get that. Teams love being able to dominate on the ground. You know, takes take most of the risk out of it not have to chase. You're playing with the lead in a game like this, but rarely do you get that lucky where you're so effective that you can just keep going. So the the stat sheet and that part of the, the extent to which the Bills were successful running yesterday is unusual. Um but what has been happening, we've talked about this a lot since the coaching change at offensive coordinator is that Brady the one thing I think that you're seeing him do differently is lean into the running backs yeah he's really tapped into cook especially but even you know the the other guys have got a role and that now doesn't look like just like a one game tryout for ty johnson um he's like he's in the rotation he's gonna get his he's gonna get his carries murray's gonna get his carries Cook's workload yesterday one, one thing that was very different from the week before where cook got off to a great start in Kansas City for, I'd say, about the first quarter and a half is that for whatever reason, game script or defensive uh, adjustments, they sort of went away from that, and Cook just got kept getting fed last night. I mean, I think it was 64% of the running back snaps up from, like, in the 40s the week before. Uh, so whatever, whatever they thought of what he was doing, obviously they liked it, and you'd have to be blind not to have liked it. I mean, he just was with authority, everything he did. I mean, he had another drop uh, yet, but still had a a Thurman Thomas-esque day uh, out of the backfield, both running and catching the ball. The not fumbling at all probably helped him, you know, being able to stay on. Yeah, and and to me, I know he's open. The the touchdown is – that's not like like a super easy catch. The way he had to use his hands there, sort of like a little little backwards kind of deal. The way he was positioned there, and you know, I know he's dropped he dropped an easy one yesterday, and dropped an easy one in Philly. Um, that that was there's a degree of difficulty with that catch, even though he's as open as he was. So he continues to reward them out of the backfield being a priority, and it's mattered to them. Well, since Brady, I mean. The numbers are good. The scoring, everything, like offensively, you have to be uh, impressed. Um, as far as this point, though, leaning into the running backs, like after Kansas City, I said, fine, as long as it's vertical, right? I mean, these passes to Cook down the seam and that, then okay, I mean, maybe you end up running the ball a little more. Game script will determine that. A uh, game like yesterday, you're up 14 nothing pretty early, and you just keep doing it. It's working. Why not? Really unusual, again, to see Allen just throw the ball so sparingly. 
under 100 yards passing. Yeah, I really wonder if Dallas had, you know, mounted any kind of a, of a fight at all, if that would have changed. I mean, it would it necessarily would not have changed the Bills' ability to do it. I just wonder if it would have changed their willingness, you know, like, oh, you know, here, here comes Dallas. You know, they've got 10 now or 14 or whatever, and we're being – you know, we're being challenged, so let's let's go to the bread and butter. I, I, I wonder. We'll never know. I mean, the game was in hand really, really all day. What's what's great about it, and, and Dallas is good. I mean, I'm just saying that I was not surprised to see them wilt here, but they're obviously a good team. What's great about it is you, the players, too, but also all of us, you, you have seen the Bills win a different way by a lot against a good opponent. And it makes you, I think it would make most people that much more optimistic for what else can happen here um, this year. But I, I have to just point out, like this thing, again, I'm struggling to get to it, but I, I have said many times, like, how are the Bills going to win if they're going to win? Allen down the field. And here was a game where they didn't even need any of that, really, and and one in a breeze. Maybe I'll be wrong. You know, may, maybe... They end up being more like this. I mean, neutral situation pass rate, you know, some of the new terminology, they were like second lowest in the league yesterday. They, they could afford to be. Oh, they course, could afford yes. to be. Yeah. But what happens next time? Like, there's still no – I don't want to sound critical about it because I, I don't think that's that's reasonable. This game does not warrant that. But I still wonder the same things I'm wondering about where their offense is and wh- where this is all going to end, how this is all going to end, for better or worse. Davis, right? Kincaid now blanked. Um, Diggs was the only receiver to catch a pass. Diggs modest again. Yeah, and it was four, right? Yeah. So maybe not a game that um, I can do a lot with, right? Because I feel like that is where this season is going to tip one way or another. But if James Cook is unstoppable and Ty Johnson is relevant. <laughs> And Murray cashes in at the goal line, and Allen scores every week on the ground. Then maybe this won't matter. So, a, a really cool day for them. I don't know what I want to do with it going forward. Now they'll they'll go to L.A. and respecting everything Sean McDermott said about how it's hard to win in the league and they're going out west. Everything they're a thirteen and a half point favorite at the Chargers. That's pretty crazy for a road game. <laughs> that is pretty hardy. Yes, it is. So they might not need to throw for, the ball for, this for week. A, for a team that's not even in a playoff spot. Well, that's right. <laughs> I mean, that is I, – I wonder what the biggest spread is in history for a team out of a playoff spot going into a meeting this late in the season. Good I mean, point. I don't know. Or two teams that are not that far apart from each other. Right. In the standings, you know, like the, the Chargers are not the Panthers here. That's right. That's right. Well, I, I think it's fair to to wonder, um, and I, I, don't, I don't know if you'd want to worry about it. Wonder and worry don't have to be the same thing. Like, will they have the 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 passing game when they need it? Assuming they need it, I, do you want if there, when and if? I mean, I, I suppose uh, it just stands to reason you're you're going to need you're going to need more. Uh, on somebody, I don't expect your defense. I mean, I, you're you know not going to be that challenged. I wouldn't think the next couple of weeks, um, but eventually you're 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 going to need to lean on. I think uh, seventeen and digs and get that going again. And it's been a while, like that that he's not had a big day under this coordinator yet. Um, like you said, it's been other guys in the passing game emerging, Shakir and 
uh, Kincaid, and now Cook, obviously, and the running backs in general, um, you know, we still have not seen under Joe Brady this thing. I mean, I, I, I mean, the Philly game was prolific. I mean, Allen was a monster in that game, even without Diggs having a monster game himself. Uh, again, it was all those other guys. And so I don't know if I, if I, if I need to – again, I don't want to worry about it on a day they just won as easily as they won and have the schedule coming up that they have coming up. But I'm, I'm, I, I was wondering about it yesterday even watching the game unfold. Like, you know, is it – it's fine. This is in hand, and I have no complaint, right? I don't need you to throw it just to prove something uh, to me. But will it be there when you want it or need it? Um, you know, I can't say definitively yes. I would expect it will because they're excellent players. And this coordinator has shown uh, some ability to get the matchups he wants and get guys uh, get guys open. Uh, so maybe it'll just happen when it needs to happen. Uh, but I'm still wondering. Again, not worrying, wondering. Uh, yeah, noted. So I wonder, speaking of wondering, how – the fans are at this point given all that's been all that's happened this year you know the last mo- most of the season has been there's a lot of angst uh, a lot of talking about the future you know the whether the window is still open that kind of stuff how how does your feeling about this season and their chances compare with how you felt before it started I think before it started, while there was no Miami problem, if you will, um, the Bills were the division favorite and, you know, mostly wheels up, but also like uh, what last season, the, the disappointing finish and whether they were exposed in some way and, you know, the roster looked mostly good. You wondered about age, you know, there were things to consider before the season, but they were a you know, a, a bigger favorite to win it all than they are right now. But I feel like they've, for most people, maybe I'm kind of, I'm just asking this, have recovered from the bottoms here of the Denver loss mm-hmm. and just not in the standings all the way yet. Like right, we've now, known the yeah, whole time. Yeah. Now we know they, they I think we know that, you know, they got to get in. Um, and like, so there's still, there's still some clouds hanging around from the way the season has gone so far. But this, th- this sort of record, I got you know the season hasn't exactly gone in the order win loss wise that uh, I would have expected. But a year where they win eleven and win the division was always in the window to me. Like it was a always a, a, a distinct possibility because of the schedule. Again, that would have you know would have assumed not that you were going to lose all three of the games to the Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys in order, um, but to go 2-1 and one and handle the Cowboys the way they did, um, you know, makes you feel optimistic, but they still have to recover all the way. Like, they, they can't afford a misstep here. Um, you know, the wild card traffic is still pretty, pretty, you know, it's a pretty busy road they're on. So, you know, hope for a Miami loss, but and, and you get them in Week 18, but 11, 11 and, and 6 uh, was not out of the question to me when the season began with the schedule they had. It's just that I didn't see them losing to Denver and the Patriots and the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, you know, not only is it was it 11 wins in first place, you said, not only was that, I mean, in the range, it might have been the 
actual likeliest scenario yeah. for, for the whole season, right? What was their win total going to be? Around 11, give or take a half, I bet. It, would, it was either 10.5 or 11.5 probably. And while, you know, they haven't, they're not in first place, they still have that path to, uh, to winning it, that would have been probably the likeliest outcome for this team, regular season. The, 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 yes, the order, the games you lost versus, you know, what you might have expected is definitely different. Um, but the biggest difference in the whole, in the big picture is that Miami is better. Yeah. Like their record is better. And there's still a lot to prove there, as we've talked about many times. I thought yesterday, yes, the Jets, but I thought that they were very impressive on defense in that game. Like they were almost unblockable, the Dolphins. And that'll be, I, I thought for Dallas, like that was something. That I didn't expect, but the Bills really didn't have to throw it, just not really having a problem at all handling Dallas up front at home. Uh, We've seen the Dolphins, and I'm getting ahead of myself here, we've seen the Dolphins cause problems up front defensively uh, with the Bills. You know, big clashes with Allen, and that's happened a few different times. So um, that was one thing I was thinking about watching Miami win yesterday is it's not just their offense here. And Ramsey is back, so they're sort of – you know, clicking a little bit. Now they get Dallas yeah. this week, and, and they were down. They were down. Holland didn't play that game yesterday, nor did uh, Xavier Howard. I mean, right. Those are those are two. That's that's Hyde and White. You know, I mean, those are those are kingpin defensive players for them that missed the game entirely. I mean, yeah, it was the Jets. So, you know. but a shutout. Yep. So the playoff picture, we've got that to talk about too, uh, as probably just is what usually is going to happen, good and bad. The Browns get that win, man. <laughs> they were down in that game, but somehow they got there. They, I think, they were the better team, but they were still lucky to win the, the dropped hail mary. The hail mary, right? And Mooney had that twice. Seemed like he had a chance to corral that ball right in his right in his lap. Damn. Cincinnati, even more unlikely a win, I would say, than the Browns win. Just like they couldn't do anything all day, and then suddenly they're what? <laughs> it was yeah. Yep. It was. It was a fr- it was frustrating a frustrating watch mostly. I mean, you know, Pittsburgh and Indy was m- closest to a coin flip, but even that didn't go the way that I would have preferred with the Steelers winning and the Colts got it pretty easily. But Den- yeah, Denver the- loses. Denver lost. That's nice. Steelers lost. That's nice. But yeah, Houston. Houston. I mean, Tennessee had them, and that that was that was just that was tough too. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, Cleveland at Houston this week. The Bengals are in Pittsburgh this week. You've got a three-way tie in the AFC South now with Houston, Indianapolis, and Jacksonville. Jacksonville has the lead by tiebreakers because of their head-to-head record against the other two teams. They've played all their games against the Colts and Texans. The Colts and Texans have one game left with each other. That would be Week 18. So you And Lawrence is hurt. Yeah, concussion now. Yeah. They go this week, Jacksonville, that, that's shaky, I think. They go this week to play the league's hottest quarterback, Mayfield. Mm, okay. The fir- Did I see this right? The first ever visiting quarterback to go to Lambeau Field and have a perfect passer rating? Ooh, I did not hear that. I know he had a fantastic day, but I had not heard that. Jacksonville at Tampa this week. Uh, the Chiefs, you watch much of the Chiefs? I did not see. I did not see much of the Chiefs. No, I, I was mostly red zone in the one o'clock window, and so I saw you know whatever was presented there. But no, I didn't sit with it much. That's a game I would say that was almost like as close as it gets to what was predicted, 
where New England can do a couple things, but Kansas City's just better. There's more there. Rasheed Rice is really working out. Uh, Kelsey had a quiet game, but right around where the spread was, you know, 10-point win. Quiet game. He dropped a touchdown, I think, didn't he? That was the loudest part of his game, of his quiet game, was the <laughs> drop touchdown, yes. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number. Buffalo Bills football Monday. Eric Wood and Sal Capaccio today. Give us a call if you'd like on any of these topics. The game yesterday, looking forward, comparing what you think of their chances now versus before the season started. It's been a ride uh, this year. We have Harmon with us. Hello, Harmon. Hey, how's it going, guys? Happy Monday. Thanks. <laughs> Same to you. Um, I just wanted to say, as far as uh, the what the future looks like, I, it looks actually bright in the near future anyway, at least for the rest of the season for me. Because the one thing I the one thing I'm encouraged by is the fact that Joe Brady seems to be better equipped to tailor his game plans to the opponent and more willing to adjust what he's doing than uh, than Ken Dorsey was, which is great because um, you need that kind of creativity and the ability and willingness to adjust in order to win games in this league. And Joe Brady seems to be able to do it. Yeah, that might be right. I mean, look, Brady was a good get. He is not he is not a nobody or anything. He, he was a good get by the Bills, especially given that they didn't have a coordinator job open. Like, he, he goes from LSU and, like, one of the greatest college offenses ever, literally, to the Panthers. Matt Rule takes him from LSU to Carolina to be the offensive coordinator at Carolina, and it's a disaster. So bad, which you might not even – I don't know what's right here. Like, I, I kind of – given his reputation, never assumed that he was much at fault. But <laughs> they, it, they, it blew up. Yeah. R- rule didn't last at all, and it's just like a franchise that this keeps happening to. But it kind of maybe went so badly that he had to come back in, he had to slot back in as a, as a position coach. Rehabilitate his image a little bit, yeah. I or guess. Maybe a lot, yeah. I guess, but some like the Steelers and teams like the Steelers that just seem like they cannot – Washington, even I know they have Eric Bieniemy, but where the Atlanta, where their offenses are just pathetic, they don't make sense, and they're they're crying as as what as negatively as you might have thought about Ken Dorsey. The Bills were never even close to that. They just you know it was a puzzle. They were just not clicking all the time, and it made you wonder. And then eventually, of course, Dorsey was let go. But yeah, Brady just seems sort of like a a good get. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. When they when they were able to hire him, and probably has a bright future. You know, he's thirty four. I'm feeling like the future is very bright there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I would I would pump the brakes on. He'll get attention this year. I mean, he's been in the job for four weeks here. <laughs> um, but I, I I could clearly see if 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 this doesn't derail between now and January, and they get in however they get in. Um, 
I don't want to say irrespective of how it goes once they get there, but if he if he's their coordinator next year and they have you know the kind of year that they're capable of having, the kind of year they're having in these four weeks he's been their coordinator, he'll be a head coaching candidate again. Like that'll happen. I think as soon as next year. I I think this year's a little a little bit of a rush, but I think it'll another year. I think you'll be there. I think you're right, but if I'm in one of these places where my offense is going nowhere. And I'm probably looking, at least I'm talking about a new coach. I would want to, I would, I would hope to think of him, mm-hmm. even though, like everything you said, which how, how recent this success is and this opportunity, I'd want to, I wouldn't want to rule him out because of that, you know, to put it, to put it that way, if I were somebody else. But yeah, I, I agree with you that I think that's probably not likely for him this year. 803-0550 for your calls. It is Football Monday on WGR brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Look forward to hearing from more of you. We'll have Eric Wood at 4. This is WGR. Hand off to Cook. Gilliam leading up in the hole on the left side. Still driving his legs forward. Six, seven, eight yards. They're still pushing him. No whistle yet. They're past the first down marker. Josh is a playmaker, and our offense runs through him. To have that opportunity to, you know, not give that defensive front the ability to hunt the the passer was a tremendous force. Like I said before, even when we got in those third downs, uh, they were more third and manageable where there was an opportunity to at least have the threat of run. Mitch Morse, Bills over Cowboys 31-10. 94 yards passing for Allen. If you... Uh, remove a season finale against the Jets in 2019 when the Bills had, I guess, clinched a playoff spot and didn't need the game, so Allen started the game but only played, you know, a, a short bit of it. The last time he ended a game with fewer yards passing is the previous season, a game he was injured in, in Houston, 84, and he didn't I meant, was that at the second quarter of that game, if you remember, when he hurt his elbow? Ooh, I don't remember when he got hurt. I just know he didn't finish the game. So, uh, But I, I don't recall the timing of the injury. So, I mean, that's really an asterisk, too. Yep. There's one game the previous week where the Bills beat Tennessee, and he threw for 82 yards. And that's it as a starter. Like he, The first game of his career, he went in relief and didn't either get to 100. But these are the only times that he didn't get to 100 yards passing. What a win. I mean, like... I can say what I want about Dallas and their resolve and their stakes and everything like that. It doesn't matter. You know, scoreboard. And for the Bills to put the Dallas Cowboys down like that, I mean, has that ever happened? Coming just... off of, like, a narrative-busting win that they had last week on Sunday Night Football against Philly. Yeah, I I, I mentioned last night on postgame that it reminds me a little bit of Miami coming in here fresh off 70 points. I mean, Philly, uh, Philly yep. didn't give up 70 last week to Dallas, but – you know, both teams coming off those wins were like the story of the league, right? Cowboys are looking good. Dak's the MVP favorite, and they're riding high. And just like Miami, off 70 points, we're rolled in here, and the Bills just smoked them. And, you know, very different style game, but still like similar result. I mean, a 21-point win. Lines open for your calls, 803-0550 on yesterday, the future, this James Cook game. I'm here for... Any sort of pushback against, you know, doesn't matter who the running back is. You've heard all my stuff. Like, I never have been excited about James Cook. Uh, what else? Going to have to throw it to win. You know, it wasn't a great day for my brand. The Bills just sort of <laughs> well, 
like a Tim Tyndale-esque rushing day. Uh, what did I see? The, it's one of 30 games since the merger where the Bills have rushed for 250 or more, including the playoff uh, game against Miami. Tyndale, got to know that reference out there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's their biggest rushing output game, or certainly one of them, that game against Miami. 341 yards on the ground. Only other time under Sean McDermott that the Bills ran for 250 or more was last year in Chicago, Christmas Eve. Right. Which I did not watch because I had no power for 40 hours. So I couldn't watch the Bills game. You know how that can be. That's tough. Yeah, tough. Today we have, by the way, the famous Toastery Bowl underway. Uh, Western Kentucky versus Old Dominion. That's happening now. Oh, it's bowl week. It is bowl season. Wow. I refuse to look up. I refuse to dignify the famous toastery bowl with a Google search. What? What is the? To- is the, that some sort of a breakfast pastry? I refuse to look. Okay. I do not know. I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to press you. That's what I, I'm saying. Especially at a delicate time like now, where you're trying not to look up. I'm saying I'm going against the grain by choosing to have a lack of knowledge about a subject, right. which is not something I like admitting. You know, I, I recommend not doing that. Right. But you know, this is. Whatever, I'm going to say it for a third and final time, the famous toastery bowl. I just, I, I guess I'm publicizing it. That's I, that's a win for them. Sure, they got you. That's how they get you. You're the cereal expert anyway. You would know before I, I would. What this nev- is. I, I don't, that doesn't sound like a cereal to me. It's possible. Uh, I already, my best guess was my first guess. Like some sort of Pop-Tart knockoff. There is a Pop-Tarts bowl. Really? Yes. Wow. That's funny you say that because there is coming up a Pop Tarts bowl. Huh. Maybe this was a, a maybe you're exactly right on what this product is and they felt like they had to keep up with Pop Tarts. Right, right. The the there's the mean streets in the world of uh toaster pastries. It's 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 cutthroat. Pastry eat pastry world. <laughs> pastry eat pastry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Pastry Mike, on pastry crime. Mike is next. Hello, please. <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah, first-time caller from Fort Erie. Um, I'm interested Welcome. in this, this pile-driving system of blockers getting behind uh, running backs and quarterback. To build, the Bills were using yesterday with uh, Cook and, of course, with Allen. I mean, it's not the tush-push, but where did this come from? It seems like all the teams are doing it now, and they're doing it all over the field. Well, it's, it's never been against the rules, apparently, and I feel like it's um... – Kind of the last couple of years, the it's just taken off. It, 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 does it start with the Eagles, and now it's just being used all over the field? Like I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a, a a tree ready to trace the origins uh, here exactly right now. But I, I feel like the days of forward progress being stopped. I'm I'm waiting for someone to lose a fumble on a play like that. That really matters. Um, because if the guy's still up and you're still allowing it, then guys can be ripping at the ball, and who knows what could happen in there. Um, but I, I don't feel like we ever saw it prior to a few years ago. I still think that it used to not be allowed. Okay. I, you might be right about that. I don't even know. I just said matter-of-factly because I don't recall there being a rule change around this that has started it it's just i feel like teams realize they could do this so now they're doing it good point on the fumble i don't know i'm trying to think of a good a good 
point to add. And the best I'm doing is we want points in football. We want scoring. But in no way is it aesthetically pleasing, this play. You can't see the ball. You can't even see the ball carrier much no. of the time. It's just He's just in there. And it's it's a rugby mall. So, I don't know. I don't need it. But banning it has been talked about, not brought to fruition, uh, at least yet. There was a report last week or the week before that Roger Goodell wanted it banned. And then in classic NFL corporate fashion, a league spokesperson said he actually has no opinion. <laughs> well, that's good. There's one person in the world who watches the NFL and has literally no opinion about the tush push. It happens to be the commissioner of the league. Let's go to Chris next. Hi, Chris. Hi, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. I was ridiculed uh, last Saturday night saying that I thought it was illegal. So for whatever that's worth. And I was told, I'm with Bulldog. I thought it wasn't allowed. But anyway, um, yesterday was fun. I think like around 2 p.m., it was looking real good that we were going to get a lot of help. And then that didn't come to fruition because of those close games. But ultimately, they came out at 71%, which, you know, if you would have asked me that two weeks ago, um, I didn't think that was going to be the case. As far as, like, the running game being there in the future and yesterday's game, I, I just think that, like, look, I don't know enough clearly about, you know, offensive game planning, but he Brady in the game that he called, you got to remember that defense, they have two, if you go by, like, PFF rankings, two of the top. Uh, corners in the league, like the top 20, um, including Gilmore. Um, and when they play it, they play a lot of man, which was discussed on air last week. And I just think those running lanes were open. I don't know if it's specifically Cook. Um, so I'm not going to push back on, um, you know, the Mike, you always talk about, like, it could be about about any running back. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to necessarily push, it, push back on that. Um, but I think that, you know, I'm glad he's on our team, put it that way. I like that he's pretty sure-handed out of the backfield, that he can catch. Um, lastly, I think in terms of, like, how I feel now as opposed to the beginning of the year, I think we're about where I thought we would be, just not record-wise, just not losing the games that we did. Um, because going into the year, it seems so long ago now, right? But you had the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. You had um, a Dolphins team that was trending in the right direction. And then the AFC has been, you know, strong the last three or four years uh, with the teams that have given us trouble, like the Bengals and the Chiefs. So, you know, it's not how I would have drawn it up. But I think we're right about where we should be. Yes, that's what I would say, too, how you ended there. I mean, again, 11 wins is right about at what their projection was. And, you know, who you always lose some game. The Bills, when they lost to Jacksonville a couple of years ago, you always lose some game that, you know, it's never just like, almost never, like right down the line. You win the games you're favored in, you lose the other ones or anything like that because there's too much variance to know that. The difference is the Dolphins. The difference is this team has, look, I mean, these, these wins are not surprising to us. And this, the idea that the Bills are now maybe more often talked about because they've won in Kansas City and beaten Dallas as a dangerous team is really like we, we called it. <laughs> they, they, they had to do it. But no, nobody, like even our, our guests in other cities were always the same, the same. Ostrowski loading up on Bills futures. Like, yeah, we know. 
you'd rather play Gardner Minshew and the Colts in the playoffs than these guys. Like, <laughs> right. it, it's the different. The, the difference is from before the season started is Miami's over its its win total, and or about to be probably, not necessarily, and so you're looking at road games. If you get there, you're looking at road games, which it's tougher. Like if if you knew you had this team, but that they'd have to win three road games in the playoffs to get to a Super Bowl. Oof. And, you know, part of that, too, I think, in terms of your feelings, like, including the Dolphins, who looks like they're too good? Speaking of Joe Ostrowski, he texted me today a link to some uh, someone else who said that they thought the Bills were the second-best team in the AFC. I'm like, I think even that's debatable. Right, they might be the best team. In the they AFC. might be the best. <laughs> right. I am kind of a Ravens apologist, but I don't know if the Bills go there. I flip a coin, maybe. It's like not a, not a new thing that they're dangerous or that they look dangerous. What's new yesterday is how they did it, and you know you just have to get there and then win those road games if that's what it's going to take. Kind of starting with Miami in Week 18, perhaps. Of course, as you know, though, it's a two-game lead that the Dolphins have, and they have the Cowboys and Ravens next. So they don't have to win either of those games. Right. On uh, on the style of the game, the caller alluded to at the, at the outset of his call, it, it was always there. A few people got through last week. Uh, I, I say got through like I, like we we were trying to keep them out. I mean that's not what I meant at all. But a few people got on the air last week with like shorten the game, right? Run, uh, keep this dangerous Dallas offense off the field, that kind of stuff. And the reasoning was they're not a good run stopping team, but nobody really gets to test it because they get out front and you're chasing them all day long. And plus, they had their maybe their their most important run stuffing defensive lineman injured last week, and he wasn't going to be available for this game. So it was always there. I just never thought the Bills would shut them down enough that they'd be able to play the kind of game that would allow them to exploit that to this extent. Right. Yep. That's it. All right. Thanks for the call, Chris. Mike Shope and the Bulldog back after a break. We'll have Eric Wood with us in less than twenty minutes here on WGR. Takes the handoff, tries to work over the left side, and they're trying to push him over the goal line. There's a surge on a second effort. It's a touchdown! A two-yard touchdown run by Latavius Murray. Bill's big over Dallas to go to 8-6, and six, an early, or not even really that early, 13-and-a-half-point road favorite Saturday night at the Chargers who have a new coach. They fired their coach after a loss where they gave up 63 points on Thursday night at Las Vegas. Giff, that's Giff, or is it Jiff? That's Giff Smith. That's the question. It's a popular question how that's actually supposed to be pronounced, Giff or Jiff. Uh, Giff Smith, who was a Bills defensive line coach under Chan Gailey many years ago. Bills and Chargers Saturday night on WGR. There are... Do you know it? There are three games Saturday and then also three on Monday, I believe. I have not. I meant to, at some point today, it, it crossed my mind. Like, I wonder what they're doing with the schedule with, you know, with Christmas and Christmas Eve, et cetera. But I never went and looked. So I, I, what you're telling me is all news to me. Okay. There's a Thursday night game, Saints-Rams. Okay. Saturday is two games. 4.30, Bengals-Steelers. Relevant. 8 no. o'clock, Bills-Chargers. 
which if you're not in the local market, you have to watch on Peacock to watch it. Right, but here it will be on NBC. Right. That is my understanding. There is a Sunday night game, New England-Denver, Christmas Eve, Sunday night, New England-Denver, and then Christmas Day, three games, Raiders-Chiefs, Giants-Eagles, Ravens-49ers. Nice. Is that, is that enough games? <laughs> there are no games on Sunday. That's the thing you're missing. There are no games. All the games are scattered around the other dates. No. Right. It still doesn't sound like enough games, though. There's how, how many on Friday? What, what? Can you do all that again? No, that's okay. I'll One Thursday. Well, no, Sunday afternoon is full. I'm kidding. Like, oh, okay. I, no. I skipped that part. Okay, seriously. Okay, really. I, I didn't. That was a jerky thing to do. Yeah. I was really listening for, like, when are the games? No, like, I only named six that, games. Is, uh, like 14 or teams seven. on buys? What, what the hell's going on? That's here? actually correct. Okay. Yeah, there's seven Sunday's island games, right. but yeah. Sunday's a full day, Christmas okay. Eve, yeah. All right. Right. Not as full as normal because of all these other islands, but still, yeah. Right. right. I guess there will be... Let me gotcha. see, because Bulldog is being so so testy about this. <laughs> Six 1 o'clock games and three 4 or 425 games. Dallas-Miami is late Sunday, Christmas Eve. Dallas-Miami is late, like 4, four, four o'clock. Four There's not a night game Christmas Eve, though. Okay. There is New England-Denver. Oh, you've said that already. Yes. Then you've skipped over. See, is it, it's a terrible job by you. I'm just going to stick to that. You went all out of order there. You said the Dallas Christmas. I, I assume that was the only game on Christmas Eve when you said that that way. Okay, my bad. Okay, let's just pretend this conversation never took place. Oh, I love... I, I may not get to watch all these games like I like to do. Yesterday, I had an easy one. I watched a lot of it. Um, because we have a puppy coming in two days. <laughs> I have right. never had a puppy. We had a dog. Yeah. Who was two and a half when we got him for my cousin. So there was no training, really. Not, that uh, wasn't much, anyway. There wasn't much. He was kind of already sort of... He knew what was up. Okay. As, as yeah. a dog, Samson. You're starting on the ground floor here. This puppy will be nine weeks old. Brand new recruit. Yeah. All right. And we have a trainer who is teaching us how to behave around the dog. Oh, that's very smart. I think it is, too. I think this is money well spent. And because I, I am learning a ton already. Like, yep. how not to react to it, you know, positive reinforcement, all these. All these kinds of different things, and one I got to tell you, I got to talk about this with you at some point. There's a like a a chart where you want the puppy to be exposed to all kinds of different social, you know, differences um, while it's young, and that uh-huh. means like people of all ages. Right. One thing on there is a, a, a person with a beard. So I wanted to shave today, but I'm not shaving until the dog. We have the dog for like a week, so that the dog is then hopefully used to someone with a beard, and then I will shave, and then it'll be used to someone without, you know, I a see. man without. Right. Um, just like the garbage truck, it was recommended that once we get acclimated a little bit, when the garbage truck is coming up the street, walk the dog out into the the yard or the driveway. So you can see that the garbage men are not here to harm exactly the dog or the people he's in his head protecting in the house. Not, not to be scared of that noise. Right. You know, uh, yeah. one of them on there is taken to a mall. Whoa. So he's used to like crowds, but only for a few minutes and then get out. Yeah. It's really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm learning about it. I 
could have used that when we got Fred. We also got Fred as a as a as a puppy, maybe about about as old as it sounds like this this dog is going to be when you yes, Margot, Margot, uh, her, yeah, um, yes, and you know I didn't have any, I didn't, there was no 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 trainer, no books, you know, <laughs> ad- advice. <laughs> no, they didn't have that. They didn't have that in those days. They did no, not. These, this right. profession was not a it did not exist. Dog training, uh, that back in those years. Advice and you know comments are welcome on this because this will be uh, this will be new for me. Eric Wood coming up after sports here on WGR. Run to the right side, darts through a hole, still on his feet at the ten, down to the five, and tackled from behind at the one yard line. James Cook is fired up. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 